Talk Back Matters from the Salvos. Three little words Oh, what I'd give for that wonderful phrase To hear those three little words That's all I'd live for the rest of my day I was reading a report that said if we took a scaled-down world in a global village of 1,000 people Statistics show that 500 of those people are women. It would be 510, but 10 were never born due to gender-selective abortion, or they died in infancy due to neglect. 300 are Asian women. 167 of the women will be beaten or in some other way exposed to violence during their lifetime. 100 of the women will be victims of rape or attempted rape. I've got the spokesperson for Amnesty International, Ming Yu, on the line, and she's going to comment on these bit by bit, starting with the area of gender-selective abortion. It is harrowing, and according to UNICEF, the two most populous countries, which are China and India, uh, they practice female infant inside, um, as well as quite a few other countries around the world. But it's a cultural thing that it's probably not even possible to ever change, do you think? I think that cultural is... Um, Cultural practices change over time. If we have a look at history, we can see that gender roles, expectations of both men and women, and treatment of, of a range of uh, society's groups, they all change markedly over time. So I believe that with awareness raising, with different activities such as more education for a range of, particularly the poor people, which largely are women, those factors combined, as well as government action, that can definitely resolve and change these kind of statistics. So do you think that they would be receptive to us going into their country to um, bring that about? I don't think it's about intervention so much. Change needs to come from within a country, within a people. What about in situations where in uh, one of the eastern countries um, it's actually a religious thing, that the gender-selective abortion? In my view, religion is often a reflection of society's standards. And um, society does, as we know, um, markedly change over time. That's my belief. And, I, and the statistics show that. When we study different countries, when we review histories of how women have been treated and girls have been treated, you can see very clearly um, that things have improved in a number of cases. Okay, if we look at the global village again of the 1,000 people where 500 are women, um, 167 of the women will be beaten or in some other way exposed to violence during their lifetime. So that actually translates to about a third of women. And that is a global statistic, which is reflected in many countries. Um, and I imagine, and I was also having a look at um, some of the Irish statistics, and you know, they're pretty high as well. And often with this kind of violence, it's actually perpetrated by um, their male partners right. or a member of their family. Right and causes people, you know, causes me um, to think about, well, what needs to change? And why does this happen? Mm. In that village, 100 of the women will be victims of rape or attempted rape. Again, that boy, uh, we translate that, that's 20% of women, so one in five. Again, that statistic is relevant globally. And um, almost half of the women who do experience rape or attempted rape, it's usually from their male partner, or their um, male ex-partner. And what about the fact that a lot of the rapes or attempted rapes aren't even reported? 
Well, that's um, yes, that's something definitely to consider about these statistics. Is it's based on what is available knowledge. What are your thoughts on? Do you think that there are some women that do anything to perpetuate that the way that they are treated? Um, that is a very interesting question. Um, I do think that both men and women uh, do perpetuate gender inequality and sexism, but in very different ways. So, in my in my view, if you're a woman and you do observe or you experience something that is unfair. Because of your because you're a woman, then that's the opportunity for you to speak up to make a change in your own life as well as perhaps for um, another woman. So I think for for women everywhere, what we do do to perpetuate this behaviour is when we don't take action, when we don't you know try to to do something to change this so it becomes uh, equal treatment whether you're a man or a woman. What are your thoughts then? I've heard it said that with regards to being victims of rape or attempted rape, I've heard it said that some women, the way they dress, help to bring it upon themselves. What are your thoughts on that sort of a comment? Yes, I've had heard that comment quite a lot. My view is that it doesn't matter what you wear. No one deserves to be raped. No one deserves to be violated or in, in experience any sort of violence, whether it's emotional physical or sexual violence because of what they're wearing. Well, looking at that global village, and we, you did touch on it a little while back, because we do have women working in the police force, in the armed forces. We have women, you know, heads of state um, playing football, you know what I mean? Mm. You know, my question is, do you think, will women always be looked at as the weaker sex? Mm. I guess uh, my view would be that there's very little in life that is permanent, particularly in society, because it's humans that construct the society. And if you uh, study history and social change patterns, you can see that attitudes and behaviour and treatment of, of different people, all of that changes greatly over time. Um, if we compared, even, for example, the way I'm treated in my generation compared to my parents' generation, there's a huge change in the expectations of gender roles. So, yes, on one hand, um, we do have uh, many more women participating in public life, um, as in the army and the police, heads of state, etc., as you've named. But in terms of whether they'll always be looked at as a weaker sex, my view would be that with time and with effort, we can progress, uh, we can improve society so that there is equal respect and equal treatment of each other. There was one other question I meant to ask you. Yes, of course. A friend of mine who was working in a very unique situation, he said that he was the only male and that they were all women working on his floor. Mm. And he said that the way they spoke, the way that they treated him was quite, uh, was really bad. And mm. I thought, well, that's interesting. That's from the other angle, you know what I mean? That's right. And I mean, for amnesty and, and for my personal perspective, it all boils down to equal treatment, regardless of who you are. So it is it's just as unacceptable for men to experience violence, um, to be beaten, to be harassed at work. Hopefully, I mean, there are definitely agencies that are there for to support anyone who experiences that kind of workplace bullying or harassment. What do you think is the one thing then that each of us can do just in our own lives? Sure. I think that we just need to take some action. Whatever action you're comfortable with, as long as you're not sitting by and just shaking your head at how awful these statistics are, in whatever way you're comfortable, take action. There's many groups out there, um, there's government bodies, um, there's many supportive individuals um, who can um, basically assist you as we try to change some of these horrible statistics 
because these statistics are just made by human beings, we can change the reality, definitely. Yeah. Ming, thanks for your time. Thank you very much for having me on the program. Three little words Oh, what I'd give for That wonderful, wonderful phrase To hear those three little words Ming Yu is a spokesperson for Amnesty International. I think it's summed up pretty well in the Bible in Ephesians chapter 4 when Paul wrote 2,000 years ago, Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving each other, just as God in Christ has forgiven you. Light and Life, the Salvo's weekly radio show.